This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central. My name is Gareth Armstrong. It's good to be with you here today. And uh, well, what do we do here, Fluby? I'm sitting next to you. It's it's always a high energy trying to to get here in studio, prepare for all of this. And you know what, Gareth? Um, I cannot believe how much we have grown and learnt and exchanged stories with other entrepreneurs or high level, high potential entrepreneurs in this space. And we've only scratched the surface of the entrepreneurial journey, both for men, women, black, white startups, or high level CEOs. What's so interesting? Interesting often is that a large portion of you, our future CEOs communities, are young individuals who are are saying, "I want to live a different life to the people that came before me." But you know, there's also another portion of you who are listening, who are maybe a little bit dissatisfied with where you're at. Maybe you want to move off in a particular kind of direction. I think that's the the right. We've got the right guest we've got in the studio right guest. today to talk about that. Luby, do you want to do a little bit of introducing? My question, and I want to throw it over to the beautiful, talented. Ever stylish, the MD of Brand LEPR and Event Management, Natasha Bennett. Is experience ever too good? You know, when you're leaving the corporate and starting your own business, and I want you to elaborate that. You are highly experienced. We call you the black book of networking, the black female of networking. Can ex- too much experience work for your worst? That's my question. Welcome to the show, Natasha Bennett. Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> Never heard it in The lights. networking guru, people. <laughs> Natasha Bennett in lights. I love yes. that. Absolutely. Experience to a degree, yes, can work against you to a certain degree. And I just find that much as I have the experience in the, in the beauty PR events and and digital marketing space, it's still been a really big battle trying to get into organizations and trying to to find my way around. We were just talking of air and uh, we were having an interesting conversation about how you've got a certain kind of experience that you've now spoken or alluded to. Let's go a little bit into that detail and, and, and just tell our audience exactly who you are mm. and then because what that does is it frames a, a, an experience Correct. set that we were talking about if, which is actually a struggle you've also mentioned that here let's go back who are you where do you, yes. where, do you where do you come from tell us a little bit of your experience drop some brands and names and if you don't do it properly we'll have to brag for you <laughs> let me first take you to the very humble beginning and something that i always always am exceptionally proud of at the time that I completed my schooling career, there was absolutely no funding for studying. It was never heard of. I come from a middle-class colored family, and the first thing you had to do was get out there and find a job and mm. contribute to mm. the household. We were already on the back foot as a family. My dad was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, so my mom carried a lot of the burden in terms of the financial expenses, etc. getting three kids through school, of course. So... At 17, it was walking the beat, printing off your CVs in envelopes, taking two taxis, and starting off in Bree Street. And then people from my day would know this. I'm Johannesburg, (laughs) born and bred. You walked the beat. The Star was in Simmons and Bree Street, and you did Nedbank, and you just dropped off your CV. Mm. You sat with the, the classified every evening, and you circled off anything that you thought. There was no guidance. There was no thought in terms of my career path. What is it that I wanted to become? There was a no small, roadmap. No roadmap. 
map, guys. Mm. It was out there cold. Mm. So in the journey of finding a job and placing myself within the work, getting myself placed within the workplace, a friend walked in and said she was already established in her career and said, I've got an opportunity. Let's go to the UK. I know of a family who's looking for an, uh, looking for pairs. Okay. Let's take the chance and go. Within a week, we had visas. We were gone. Mm. Wow. So at 17 again, you are on your own. I have to admit, this was the best thing that had ever happened to me. I didn't oh, really? This okay. What? It was scrubbing, cleaning, taking care of their kids, nothing fancy as what a 17-year-old would have thought. I thought I was going to be in at Madame Tussauds. I thought I was going to be on the London Eye. <laughs> Definitely not the case. I, I just want to jump in here because it, it kind of rings a bell, doesn't it? Remember uh, Savage? Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. CEO yes. of Purple Group, Purple Group yes. Limited. Yes, uh, and, and not just any, JSC listed correct. Purple Group Limited. Spoke, equities. Yes, exactly. Spoke about how he uh, would carry cement bags up wow. and down uh, massive staircases, yeah. but, and this is what he was doing in the UK, and mm-hmm. this is how he started. Now he's the CEO of a JSC listed company. So nice rings one. a bell. Nice huh? one, Charles. Thanks, and Charles. It, it was the best thing. Built the work ethic, yes. the discipline, mm. everything in terms of not what our kids have today, but a solid foundation that I knew this is definitely what I'm not destined to do, but I'm going to go over the journey. Two years later, back home. Everything I earned in the UK went back to, it was sent to my mom every week. I got a, um, a weekly wage, sent it back with whatever was made when I got back. It was enough for a crash course at Kelly Green Oaks as a secretarial startup receptionist. Mm. So my first job started with an ethnic hair care company as a receptionist. Mm. I never, ever looked at that being enough. That was not enough. I always looked behind the boundaries. I always tried to get involved in everything else. I have always had a huge respect to learn, never been arrogant enough not to learn. And got involved everywhere. Sooner than later, I was then into assisting the finance team with debtors and creditors. I, I, I then got involved in sales. I became a sales administrator. And then not long after that, I was selling ethnic hair care out there as a sales executive. Guys, I had my own car now. Okay? <laughs> mm. But I was putting on mileage. I was away every second week. It was a country trip. So every little town and dorpy in, in, out of the outskirts of Gauteng and everywhere else from Lesotho to Swaziland, I was there. Sometimes it was all of those cases just to sell one moisturizer to a pharmacy. Mm. The life of an entrepreneur. Mm. I yeah. did it. I persevered. I continued. I still believe this is not my destiny. I do know that once I learn enough, I'm going to find what it is that my purpose. I'm going to find my purpose. I just want to. I want to stop you there and just let's reflect for a moment on the skill of selling and how that has served you. So, so you worked your way into this position that you learned some skills. Talk to us about that that sales thing because there's <laughs> magic in that. There is magic in it, and firstly, you've just got to be humble. You cannot walk into your 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 distributor. With arrogance and ownership Because you don't have the ownership He is going to determine your school fees Mm. Definitely Mm. So humbling yourself And then of course the numbers are the numbers 
You've got to close the deal at a certain time. You need to know when to leave the party. But you've got to be able to communicate. And mm. that's where the communication thing started. Being able to deal with very different mm. personalities and not losing yourself in it. Mm. Being able to persuade and bring it back to what the ultimate goal is. And that's slowly how my communication skill I kind of started harnessing. Mm. What core values do you have or did you have in those early days of you finding yourself in the professional space as a as an entrepreneur that are still ring true to you now and those determine how you operate yourself as a self-made MD of, a, of this company, Natasha? What are your value systems? What do you value? My value system, my value system is simple. And I'll give you an example with regard to how I got to this place in terms of the value and the principal system. As a salesperson, I would walk into the store and go to the counter I was responsible for. That meant I had to pass the front door. I then had to pass three counters thereafter and get to my counter to speak to my sales consultant. I then got there one day and she wasn't there. I asked everybody else around me where she was. Nobody would look at me. Nobody would talk to me. I was like, I've been coming to the store for almost... A year and a bit, what's happening? And I went to the security and they said to me, every single day you've walked in here, you've never bothered greeting anybody here. Mm. And today you want my help. Shaped my life. Amen to that. I love that. The respect. I come from a respectful family. Mm. I, it didn't mean that I wasn't respectful. Yes. Mm. I took it for granted. Mm. And I've always maintained that no matter where you are, even if you're passing somebody in the car park, you've got to show that level of respect because you never climates know. change. Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Nothing is predictable. Hmm? Always unpredictable. And you never know when you are going to need to turn. Uh, another guest we keep on referring back to is Clive Butko. Who the way you love Clive. <laughs> the way we love Clive. Yeah, well, Clive? The, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, so uh, Clive, he Venture was a former C COO of Accenture. And then now turned venture capitalist, but he sat in, and he described his employment process and how he would take people into different situations mm. and watch how they behaved. And the, the key thing that he would look out for when he was in a restaurant kind of situation was how they would interact with those who would then be serving them in that environment. Absolutely. Would he, would they be interacting? Would they be polite? And that's a real, uh, it's a key indicator. And you, yeah. you stumbled a little bit. It, mm -hmm. it sounded, but, but then bounced back immediately. Seeing the value Absolutely and, and being able to see it Is a core value today mm. For my children mm. Mm. I will not accept That my children would behave in that manner Never <laughs> Not on my clock I'm old school But respect goes a long way mm. Take us into the journey Of entering the big Corporates. Yeah, the big leagues. The really. big leagues. You're the big, big leagues. Big brands. Estee Lauder, L'Oreal. Drop them names. Drop them. Guys, drop it. Drop it, girl. So yeah, I was. <laughs> the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. Everything is, has got its plan. You know, there's, everything is played out and only after who you meet, who you cross paths with, everything comes together in the end. But I then, from a sales executive, I met the man of my dreams, got married, and now it was a time to mother cook. I, as a wife, I couldn't be out there driving 
in terms of work, being away from home. So we were starting, we're going to start our family and I needed to find something more home-based in terms of a And I think as a woman in years, Natasha, it's always family, work, career, husband, balancing, motherhood, you know, and the older we get, you know, the more difficult it is, but we still don't want to lose our identity and no. our purpose and what we want to do with self. How, so you, Oprah actually says that we can do it all, but not at one time. No, no. And you've got to be true to that. You've got to, you've got to come to the point where you realize that you can't do it all at one time. You've got to be honest with yourself in terms of identifying who it is that you are, what your passion is, and how you want to tap into those different boxes to speak. So it was motherhood and family time at this point. So it was motherhood before and the big, before the, the big family. Links. I then I, I was already at L'Oreal, um, okay. global cosmetic brand, as the sales executive at the time for one of the the brands, and I started to look for a home-based marketing position. Okay. At the time, a marketing coordinator position was available within the Sofshin Carson division. I then start, got the job, started out there, niggled every now and again. There was always this flair for PR. There was always this, I loved, I loved the brand launch, launches. This, this the was media. the communication stuff starting to Yes, starting come back, to yeah. unfold. Mm. But the, the coordinator, the marketing coordinator position was packing the point of sale room, the dusty point of sale room that perhaps was not taken care of so often. I was in there in my high heels. It was coordinating the salespeople. It wasn't pretty, mm. but that was my drive. It was. I was never ashamed to crawl under the desk. I was never ashamed to work. My work ethic comes from my that. dad, who that. was a really, really strong man. And I worked as a young girl growing up. It, it, I come tough. from a line of strong women. And tough. And tough. So mm. I was never afraid of the hard work. It was just the respect that always, that's what I wanted. That's what I want. So long story short, from there, it uh, eventually became a coordinator out in the field, meeting people. And I then became the PR and events coordinator. Okay, now let's stop right there. What was the timeline? What, what, how many years are we talking here? Because often what happens is people will hear what you're describing and they think, mm, two years, but this is yeah. more than two years. This is a, a, a decent amount of time that yeah, has passed. Between the coordinator's position and PR, we could say between five and seven years. Mm. I always made it my business to get involved in what was in my business. So mm. whilst I was the coordinator, I was quite getting involved in PR. Mm. So my work ethic and the tenacity, it shone through. And eventually I was climbing within time. Mm. I then had left L'Oreal and... Estee Lauder came along and I started as the PR and communications manager for Aramis and Designer Fragrances within the Aramis and Designer Fragrance portfolio. There are like 15, 18 categories of fragrances. So that was a big portfolio. I was ready. I knew that this was everything I wanted mm. whilst at this time I was starting my family. It was the perfect timing. And from there I grew Within five years again, I became the Clinique Skincare Communications uh, communications Manager, PR and Communications for Clinique Skincare. Mm. And that's a giant of a brand. Mm. It's huge. 
the big leagues. Yep, the big leagues. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Enjoyed uh, every moment. But what do you? What were you feeling here? So, at at any point, did you feel this is a bit too big for me? This is this may be a little bit more than I can chew. Uh, you're shaking your head. I can see that. Never. I can. I can never. And, and I can see never. in your eyes that you, what you're saying is, is that it's actually you, you're telling the truth. This, this is not something that you felt was too big for you. Why? No Why did you not feel that way? No, I I believed in who I was. I believed in my capabilities. I paid my dues. My one moisturizer is in Swaziland. So I paid your dues. I'd come from a long road. Mm. So so this is year what in your life of work, Natasha? This is year, Shlubi. Because you've had 20 years of experience. Let's not give my age away. Okay, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So that's in within, you know, the 20 years of experience that you were in the corporate. Yeah, that's, we're talking probably year 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. Mm. We'd give, L'Oreal was about 10 years, Lauder was about 11, 13. So I was absolutely loving it. It was an amazing opportunity. It was one of the best best times in my life and I just ran with it and the amazing thing is that all of the training and education and guiding in PR and communications is all globally led mm. we, that's that's power so and the connections and the networks that you created over these 20 years absolutely I got to travel to all of the PR and communications conferences I got to experience what we, our country was still coming into effect where we were talking digital way later in the PR landscape. This was already being discussed way before. So Mm. I had the opportunity to also tap into the agility, change my mindset. I don't come from old traditional PR anymore. The world is changing. We're talking Mm. about a millennial. That's so me. (laughs) (laughs) Before your. Yeah, you you were it before At they least were. she still has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, portfolio then changed. It became Clinique Skincare, Pure and Communications, South Africa, yes. Clinique Skincare. And then added to the portfolio was Aramis and Designer Fragrances again, mm. South Africa. And then Sub-Saharan Africa came. Sure. Mm. Massive, huge. It was a lot of time away from home. It was a great experience having to get out to all of the the African countries. But there was this niggling, I am a mum. Am, am I, am I, the, the, is the ecstasy in the fulfillment, in the achievement, basically, mm. to say. And that, that's a very interesting point. That's so often what we do is we have the, our eye on this prize. Uh, we're seeing the, the, the mountain. We want to get to that peak. Yeah. And when we get to the peak, um, uh, who was telling us? Um, Eric from Mulan. Eric from Mulan was saying, well, actually, it's a really crap experience up there because you can't breathe. You, it's, it's stifling. You're exhausted. Um, it, it, was this your experience, perhaps, peaking at a particular point, uh, representing ma- a massive global uh, multinational mm-hmm. is that what is that what you felt the the yeah. this perhaps stifling effect of it absolutely you once you you are true to yourself in terms of what you are delivering and what you are achieving and whether you are because 
at any at, you will feel it no matter how hands on you are you can be the best worker you can be the bulldog you can be the pit bull you can whatever mm. you get around you touch all points Africa, you've you've met certain your 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 portfolios met within the African port, port, South African portfolio space on every level, but at the end of the day, once you realise that okay, this is not humanly possible, mm. I it, the load is way too much to handle, and you've got to be true in that respect. Mm. I'm not fulfilling feeling that I am giving my family 110% mm. because gone are those days where you shut your laptop and you go home mm. and it's mm. gone and forgotten and yep. you get back on the, the rat race morning. the rat race le- no le- you you around the clock 20% Tash but let's fast track because of our time yes to deciding handing in your resignation after 20 years and saying I want my own absolutely Shubi you know for me firstly how was that feeling? How was that day? Quickly in a nutshell. It, it was, it was daunting. I had, I had obviously as a spiritual person, I prayed on it. Uh, everywhere else, doors were being kicked. You know, everybody said, you've got to start your own thing. It, it just seemed like the universe was kicking the door open, but I was not fulfilled. Corporate no longer fulfilled me in the way that I wanted to. And it wasn't worth it at the expense of my family. It wasn't. I just sat down and at that point handing it over with, 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 much trepidation <laughs> was mm. giving up a lot. Oh, yes. And I handed it over and I just knew in every sense, I am an intelligent first, first and foremost. I'm a woman. I'm black. I'm intelligent. Why can't I? I'm South African born and bred. Why would I not be able to make it? Mm. And that's the reality being at this present moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And your reality from that it's a struggle. What it is now, being the MD. What it is now is a struggle. You're on your own. You've got to now tap into all, confidence is knocked. Your, your self-esteem is knocked. Mm. When your proposals are not accepted, it's knocked. When your proposal is taken but you didn't get the job and you see it being implemented by Oof. corporate, I mean, go, being in your own business, it's tough out there and you've got to learn to be tough. You've got you chase your money. Sometimes your your counters, your clients dragging you on into sixty days. That's my school fees. Mm. You are facing so many other challenges, but you've got to have faith. You would not. I would not be here if it was for everybody. We'd all do it. I do believe that this is for me. I give it my best shot, but I always remember there are options. Go. Let's go into a, a couple of quick fire questions because yeah, we are quick fire, we're, quick we're, fire. We're oh, Natasha. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. But just uh, your your uh, in in three or four words, your your top advice that you've ever received from from someone. Top advice you've ever received. <sighs> believe in yourself, as everybody says, but you really have to believe in yourself. Believe mm. that anything is possible, but don't give up. Just don't ever give up. And here's the advice I'm going to give you from a really, really important man to me, which is very personal. Mm. My dad suffered with muscular dystrophy for over 40 years. He was given, at the time he was diagnosed, he was given five years to live. He lasted for 40 years. In that time, started his own business. When I got to spend time with him toward the end, I asked him, if you knew that your life was going to end at any point, why did you start a business? Because I was now in my business and you're having to face all of the, t- and I'm facing all of these challenges. He said to me, 
I never gave up. I never worried about it. I just always had faith. Mm. So, for me, that's that's where the course sits in terms of Natasha. What has been your biggest element of positive change? Oh. Being able to to learn every day, being able to play it forward, being able to make a difference, and using the opportunities that I have in terms of the experience as a PR guru, as 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 I am, and stand here with sit here with all of the experience. What am I going to do with that in Brand Alley for the young PR candidates out there? I want to be able to play it forward. One or two more quick quick questions. Your, uh, a book. I think we asked you to tell us about a book. Yes, and there are many. Mm. And Robin, Sh- uh, um, um, there's, well, there are so many. Branson and everybody else. Mm. But for me, what is absolutely home-hitting is Estee Lauder's A Success Story. Mm. Speaks to every woman. Oh, we need to feature CEOs out there. And especially the struggle and the journey as a woman with a family following a dream and really built today. It's a global giant. Mm. Last question from me, Gareth. Natasha, looking in the mirror at your 21-year-old self. No, that future CEO you. The future CEO (laughs) you. What advice would you give to yourself about your future? Take more risks. Hmm. Really? Take more risks. Sheesh, that's a first for me. I've never heard that. Mm. I, hey, babe. Mm. We come from a sure. time wow, where we were told to serve. You never said no. You always did. Even if, you, even, even if you meant no, you said maybe. You should. I'd be more assertive. I take more risks. I meet business women out there who are younger than me, than I am. And I am absolutely blown yeah, away. Co- correct. It took me this long. Mm. I, I'm battling. I'm battling to get out there. I get rejected. But that's okay. I've got a great support and I'll get there. Natasha, you've been a fantastic <laughs> guest. Thank you so very much. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Wow. Thank you for revealing yourself in a particular kind of way. Often we have, we have, people, we have guests who come here and they, they try and give us all the right answers. But what you've done is answer 10 thousand other questions just by sharing your story so thank you for doing it thank you watch the women on the future ceo space natasha bennett the md of brand lepr and event management we will definitely be collaborating with you in the future my sister thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you thank Thank you you. guys for having me up Next, uh, after the break, we're going to be talking to a, the MD of a cr- Cruise They call him Mr. Cruise SA. Yeah, so we'll be t- <laughs> chatting to him after the break. We'll see you right after this. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.